Welcome to Frontlines, a weekly podcast produced by Legion Magazine, Canada's leading military history publication. Join us for stories and commentary on Canada's rich military past and present. I'm Stephen J. Thorne, and today we look into the tragic toll of war. The first casualty of war may be the truth, but the last and just as certain is the non-combatant. As many as 85 million people were killed during the Second World War, but fewer than 30% were military. More of the dead were victims of war crimes than legitimate battle. 85% of those killed between 1937, when Japan invaded China, and when the war ostensibly ended in 1945, were Allied, mainly Soviet and Chinese. Just 15% were Axis. There's a reason for that. The bad guys in the Second World War really were the bad guys, industrialized killers driven by conquest, greed, hatred, and an abject disregard for human life. It is one of the few wars in modern history where the delineation between right and wrong, good and evil, is so unmistakably clear. Untold millions of civilians died in the Nazi Holocaust, At the very least, an estimated 6 million Jews were systematically exterminated, along with some 6 million ethnic Poles and other Slavs, Roma, gays, mentally handicapped, and more. In Asia and the Pacific, at least 10 million civilians, 7.5 million of them Chinese, were killed by Japanese occupation forces, for whom the rape of Nanking was just another week at the office. The Allies committed atrocities too, including summary executions, torture, and rape. A University of Exeter study estimated that the Allied bombing campaign in Europe, Cologne, Hamburg, and Dresden come to mind, killed at least 410,000 civilians. The atomic bombs that ended the war in the Pacific are said to have prevented a million Allied deaths by negating the need for an invasion of Japan at a cost of more than 100,000 predominantly civilian lives in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Soldiers and civilians alike were supposed to be protected by international law, primarily the Geneva Conventions, of which there would eventually be four. The authors of the rules of war didn't anticipate bombing campaigns of the scale achieved between 1939 and 1945. The 1929 conventions did stipulate that prisoners of war must be treated humanely, be held safely, be given food, shelter, clothing, and medical care, and that they not be punished en masse for the sins or perceived sins of their governments. Drafted by the International Red Cross, the agreement was ratified by 53 countries, including Canada, Britain, the United States, and Germany. The Soviet Union did not sign them. Japan signed, but did not ratify them. Under the terms of the conventions, prisoners of war are considered non-combatants. Regardless, hundreds of thousands of POWs died at the hands of their German, Japanese, and Soviet captors during and after the Second World War. The animosity between the fascist Nazi dictatorship of Adolf Hitler and the communist regime of Joseph Stalin was vicious inflamed by Hitler's decision to break a treaty with Stalin and invade Russia in 1941. 
The move ultimately cost an estimated 27 million Soviet lives, the largest sacrifice of any single nation in the war. But Soviet forces inflicted a heavier toll on their German adversaries than any other Allied military. Over 3.5 million German troops were killed in all circumstances by the Soviets, or three-quarters of the total 4.7 million German military who died. Prisoners of war from both sides faced grim prospects on the Eastern Front. Soviet Casualties and Combat Losses in the 20th Century Edited by Russian historian and former Red Army General Grigory Kurvashiev in 1990, estimates Germany took 4.5 million Soviet prisoners. At least 1.6 million died, although some estimates are as high as 68%. The USSR, in turn, captured 3 million Germans. In his 2000 book, Soldiers Behind Barbed Wire, German Prisoners of World War II, German historian Rudiger Overmans says almost 1.1 million died in captivity, or 35.8%. The paper Prisoner Taking and Prisoner Killing in the Age of Total War by Scottish historian Niall Ferguson takes a hard look at the numbers. Ferguson calculated that 57.5% of Soviet POWs died in German hands. He concurred that 35.8% of German POWs died while in Soviet custody. Also, 41.2% of Germans held by Yugoslavs died, along with a third of those held elsewhere in Eastern Europe. For many Europeans, the war did not end in Berlin in May 1945. Indeed, masses of German POWs were marched off to Soviet work camps in Siberia and elsewhere, only to die lonely deaths far from their homes. Theirs is not the only story of continued suffering and death on the continent. In his 2012 book, Savage Continent, Europe in the Aftermath of World War II, British author Keith Lowe said post-war Europe was for years as much a cauldron of hate, murder, and despair as it had been during Nazi Germany's reign. The $13.3 billion reconstruction of Europe more than $100 billion today, under a plan devised by U.S. Secretary of State and former General George C. Marshall notwithstanding. Violence continued long after peace was declared, said Lowe. Hidden behind the larger Allied Axis conflict in Europe were dozens of more local wars based on class, politics, race, and nationalism. It is difficult to convey in meaningful terms the scale of the wreckage caused by the Second World War, Lowe wrote. The immediate post-war period is one of the most important times in our recent history. It was during this violent, vengeful time, he said, that many of our hopes, aspirations, prejudices, and resentments took shape. Anyone who truly wants to understand Europe as it is today must first have an understanding of what occurred here during this crucial, formative period. Vengeance, Lowe wrote, is a thread in virtually every event that took place, from the arrest of Nazis and their collaborators to the wording of the post-war treaties that shaped Europe for decades to come. It was a different post-war world in Asia, where defeat brought profound shame, at least at the time, and the Japanese islands were largely insulated from retribution. U.S. General Douglas MacArthur was appointed to oversee the country's reconstruction and reinvention. 
and it thrived in spite of its sorry human rights record. Ferguson determined that a third of American POWs died in Japanese hands, along with a quarter of British and Commonwealth POWs held by the Japanese, who considered surrender dishonorable and did not recognize the Geneva Conventions. According to the Canadian Museum of Human Rights, the dead included 272 of 1,685 Canadians captured in the 1941 defense of Hong Kong. The rest of the numbers reflect the attitudes of the times. Historically and ethnically, Germany had more in common with its adversaries in the West than it did with those to the East, and even in its own backyard. With some notable exceptions, it therefore generally respected the Geneva Conventions when it came to military POWs of American, British, and Commonwealth origin. Ferguson reports that 1.19% of American POWs held by Germany died. The figure for British and Commonwealth POWs, including Canadians held by Germany, was 3.5%. Just 0.03% of German prisoners died in British hands, along with 0.15% taken by the Americans. In the grand scheme, the number of Japanese POWs were negligible. If they didn't die in battle, many committed harakiri before they could be captured. At any rate, U.S. Marines were less inclined to take prisoners during fighting in the hellholes of Saipan, Okinawa, and Iwo Jima. For hundreds more Axis personnel, formal retribution came legally in the form of war crimes trials and convictions, with penalties that included life imprisonments and death by hanging or firing squads. The July 2020 conviction of Bruno Day in Hamburg was among the last Second World War war crimes cases to go before a judge. The 93-year-old former SS guard got two years in prison after he was tried for aiding and abetting the murder of 5,230 prisoners at the Stutthof concentration camp in Poland in 1944-45. Notorious for making soap from human fat, the camp was responsible for some 65,000 deaths 28,000 of them Jews. You have been listening to Frontlines. I'm Stephen J. Thorne. For this and other stories, visit legionmagazine.com frontlines. For more military history, subscribe to Legion Magazine at legionmagazine.com.